1: It's summertime and at my bookie that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summer of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, Win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code BASEBALLAMERICA and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie.
0: Hey everyone, JJ Cooper Josh Norris joining you on another Baseball America podcast sponsored by MyBookie. Josh and I are here today to, to kind of say farewell to a 2020 minor league season that wasn't, uh, unfortunately. That's, that's where we are right now, September 12th, uh, Saturday this week would have been the end of the Pioneer League regular season. The final Pioneer League always has run long, so the final regular season. We would normally, at this time of year, be knee-deep in minor league playoffs. We would be talking about, you know, seasons. Hey, This year, we actually would not have any minor league seasons that would have been knocked out by a hurricane, as often kind of seems to take the Carolina League or the Southern League or the Florida State League uh, playoffs uh, and and wraps them up.
1: But... but- on the west coast we yes. wouldn't be having a lot of playoffs i'll tell you that. that's a good be, point you, you make a very
0: would, good point on the west there, coast you're right there, there you would
1: want. be almost certainly no northwest league playoffs i believe uh last check i saw that the the eugene kaiser area their their um air quality was like 400 to 500 when like 200 is unhealthy or maybe even below that uh there's you get pictures and everybody who listens to this podcast knows i'm from that area originally so i get uh pictures from my family and it looks like something out of independence day or mars attacks
0: blade runner blade runner is the one that you know for the older people among the audience
1: it's just it's surreal like it's 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 yellow it's you know i told my friend today that it looked like it was about to pour there and clearly it's not uh but yeah there I. Suffice it to say, there would almost certainly be no Northwest League playoffs, and I don't know quite the distribution or who would have made the playoffs in the California League or the Pioneer League, quite frankly. Um, it it would have been a, a bit of a wild card, so we would have uh, definitely been missing out on some playoffs, even if COVID were just a, a, a bad scrabble hand instead of a, a disease that's kind of uh, racked the country.
0: So... But, Josh, you had a piece up uh, today at BaseballAmerica.com kind of looking at I've been obviously covering a lot of what's happening in the negotiations for for 2021 and beyond, but you had a piece kind of talking about the the, the reality of the now when it comes to minor league teams. And, right. And, and as we say farewell to a season that wasn't, but not only that, but as we still look ahead to uh, a season of uncertainty ahead. So, you know, what did you kind of find as you talked to people kind of around the game?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, what I what I had intended to talk to them about, and some of those interviews for that story were done in, like, May or maybe even April, um, that we're doing, uh, just, uh, we don't know what's next, you know? Since, as you know, uh, since you've do, been doing all this reporting, there's no, it hasn't been settled yet that what, who's in what league and which teams are in and which teams are out. So naturally, you can't make a schedule. Uh, we don't even know who's going to make the schedule since if you've been following this stuff for the last couple of days, uh, the minor league offices are uh, in the process of kind of being dismantled. Um, you know, Pat O'Connor has announced his retirement. Uh, some other executives from in that office have taken other jobs. Uh, normally those schedules by and large would be made by Johns Hopkins, uh, but I don't know if that's going to be the case this year or if somebody at MLB is going to wind up doing that if and when they take over B. the minor leagues. What?
0: Yeah, I would assume that I am pretty confident in saying, assuming that Major League Baseball takes over the running of the minors, which at this point seems like a fait accompli, um, I, I would say that one of the things they do with that is they take over the responsibilities of the minor league baseball office. And one of those things has been doing, you know, league or and the responsibilities of the league president. So MLB has the capability of doing schedules, I would expect that they probably will be doing the schedules for for minor leagues. And right. to and be honest, one. the minor league, Major League Baseball right now is the only ones who could be working in advance on those schedules because Major League Baseball has some awareness of what the leagues are likely to look like, the structures and all that. And it doesn't give them every piece of information they need because you need to know what dates are 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 off limits for which teams and all that, but it means that they're a little further along in the process than than anyone else can be right now.
1: For sure, I and mean, in, in, in my piece I point out in normal times, teams would have had this months ago. In August in some cases, and even earlier in some cases, you have to start putting up your pocket schedules and planning stuff for next year and all that, and they just cannot do that. And so it, for some teams, it's even more difficult because if you're in the Northwest League You don't know if you're full season or half season. So, you really don't know if you're uh, an executive in one of those scenarios what you're going to do. And that affects the way you sell, the way you book uh, events for your park, the way you might have future or existing agreements. One executive in a short season league pointed out that they have uh, college baseball tournaments scheduled to be at their park for certain dates. And if they're a full season team, well, Uh, that's going to be mighty difficult. Um, So you've got executives around the country who are in a bind until someone tells them exactly what their status is. And, you know, we started this podcast talking about the pioneer league since they go a little longer than everybody else, but um, that might've been their final bow if they had been playing. Uh, You know, it's been widely reported they're probably uh, on the chopping block if this uh, streamlining and realignment goes through so they didn't get to say farewell to their fans um granted you know as you've reported it doesn't necessarily mean baseball is going away but affiliated baseball might be and you know if you want to be a fan of the Billings Mustangs or the uh the Ogden Raptors or the Great Great Falls Voyagers you know you probably would have gotten a really really good crowd especially in the last couple days uh Trying to see that team's last regular season game, and that won't happen this year. Then, to be fair, it's really nobody's fault that it won't happen this year. This is there's a lot of things I think a lot of angry fans can blame on MLB and Mi, uh, not the really milb but MLB at this point. But COVID is not one of them. Let's be fair here. So it's I think we we all realize it's been an incredibly rough year all around, and this is just one of the many uh, thorns in this sticker bush that is 2020. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. From how it feels after getting a fresh cut, to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know? Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home, too! You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you, c- you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor's visits. Keeps also offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash baseballamerica to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot slash baseballamerica.
0: And... The reality of it is is that and i've had this conversation with multiple milb operators owners there is no right now everyone is starting to wrap their brain around that there is no a hundred percent assurance that 2021 will begin as a normal season not that there is i would say no one that I've talked to is thinking about the possibility that there would be a shortened season or whatever where they won't be able to play, period, or anything like that. But what I'm saying is is that there's a lot of concern that come next April, maybe it will not be full capacity that, that teams will be allowed to do. Maybe it will be you know, much more of a reduced capacity like we've seen you know, some of the indie Leagues that have been playing during the summer, um, you know, the, up in the Midwest, especially in, in some areas. You know, then the, that that maybe it will be like that, which obviously affects minor league baseball teams as well. Because, a, as I've said probably a, a dozen times through the uh, through this pandemic, the ML the MILB business model revolves around. You're going to have plenty of nights where social distancing for most teams is not a big deal at all because there's you know very few fans in there on a Tuesday night in April. That's not a problem. But the uh, MILB business model does revolve around it's a big Friday night, we've got fireworks after the game and, and you're hoping to bring, you know, to put the bring in the crowd and, and be at 75, 95, or 105% of capacity when you count the berm, which allows you to go beyond capacity in some ways. And there is no guarantee right now. We hope that that's where we will be April of next year but there's no guarantee and if that's the case it makes the economics of 2021 difficult on top of the utterly impossible economics of 2020.
1: Yeah I mean that's true there's uh, there were teams at the beginning of this when it wasn't you know hundred percent clear that the season was gonna get called off that put out seating manifests and you know distancing rules and all that stuff just in case Things took a turn for the better, and people were allowed in. Well, that obviously didn't happen, but those plans still exist. And you can, if if your municipality allows in, you know, twenty five percent capacity or what have you, you might have those plans in hand. So it's not like they're going to be caught off guard, but it's still going to stink. As you as you know, you mentioned minor league baseball. Unlike major league baseball, is dependent entirely on putting butts in the seats mlb can get by somewhat on television revenue but milb does not have television revenue more or less there's a couple teams that have games here and there but by and large it's either milb tv or bust and that's not going to cut it so you know i talked to a, a, an operator early in this process that said you know his team stadium i think it's like six thousand or something under the regulations at the time, they would have been like in the mid three figures. What they would have been, what a sellout would have counted. If you watched uh, the Lansing Lugnuts and their Lemonade League, like they would report sellouts as like a hundred people, two hundred people, and um, you know that's not going to be great if that's what you're, uh, if that's what you're looking at in April 2021. If your sellout is three figures, well. Boy, you better hope they buy a lot of hot dogs. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot of hot dogs. Because Otherwise, you're still not putting a whole lot of drops in the bucket of the 2020 problem. This is going to affect teams for years on end. Oh. And it's just, uh, there's not a lot of light at the end of this tunnel.
0: Two, two other things with that um, to, to watch for. One is that MILB teams have been hopeful that they may get some financial help from the government as part of a much larger package. That there may be a, you know, we wrote about this at baseballamerica.com um, I guess a month ago, maybe, month and a half ago, but there are a pair of bills that were working their way through Congress. One was a, a, about basically uh low interest low cost loans for teams or clubs We're not just clubs but for anyone who operated in a municipally owned large facility, which obviously minor league baseball teams would that would apply but there was another bill going through uh uh Congress that was really aimed at kind of like Restaurant. Anyone? Any? It was based off of the more revenue that you lose, lost because of coronavirus, the more that you would benefit from it. And and basically, um, that both of those have not really kind of made much progress right now because there's not really much progress on an overall big picture uh, coronavirus response going through Congress right now. So so that was something that if it went through either of those would provide some significant um, benefits for minor league teams, but those haven't gone through. But obviously the other thing that we should focus on that's coming is is we're sitting here recording this on September 11th, 9-11, which obviously is a a very significant day in in U.S. history that that we remember. But, But if we look ahead, September 30th, the current professional baseball agreement between major league baseball and minor league baseball expires. And Right now, there are effectively, it's been reduced down to two possibilities. Again, the retirement of Pat O'Connor, um, the, the fact that minor league baseball's uh, offices, St. Pete, basically people are, are know that, it, it, that their jobs are, are almost assuredly coming to an end. It is now a situation where either there is to, going to be a negotiated agreement between major league baseball and the minor league baseball negotiating committee Um, or there will be a MLB developed system that will be put in place after September 30th, you know, early October, let's say. And with that, I I think we should say, uh, if you ask me what are the, what are those two systems, would they look like? The answer is they're gonna look very similar. Um, Either there's going to, I would expect there to be some system where MLB's proposal that they have given to minor league baseball, some form of that maybe with some tweaks, is adopted and approved by minor league owners or MLB will impose a system that will look an awful lot like the system that they have proposed to minor league baseball owners and say, if you want to join us, come join us. And that will happen in October or, or whatever. But I, I guess the, 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 That's a long-winded way of saying, this is going to be resolved sometime, I would expect, relatively soon. I don't expect that we're going to be talking in November saying, well, they haven't come to agreement, but the two sides keep talking. I would expect that you're going to hear something in the next month or so, and which will start to provide some finality over and some answers for what 2021 looks like. And we've written a lot about this, again, a lot of referencing to baseballamerica.com. But if you go to baseballamerica.com, we've written a lot about this, obviously. But we've also written about some of the questions that fans have. Because one thing that does stand out to me uh, about this is, and I understand this, is, is we get a lot of questions from fans that are alarmist you know, so does this mean that no team will have affiliates anymore? So minor, minor league teams will just be filled with random assemblages of players, you know, not the Iowa Cubs will no longer have Cubs prospects. They'll just have a random assemblage. No, it's that, that's one thing I I feel like the need to explain on this pretty much every time I talk about this on minor league, you know, about minor league baseball MLB negotiation podcast. If you are, if, the team that you attend is one of the 120 that remains an affiliate of baseball going forward. The affiliate that your team has may change in some cases, the league that they're in may change, but when it comes to what it's like to go to the ballpark and what the team is comprised of, that won't really be any different. Um, uh, The analogy that I've tried to explain to people is this, from that standpoint, it'll be very much like if a t- minor league team that you follow has switched affiliates at some point. They were a, you know, a Cleveland affiliate and they became an Atlanta affiliate or whatever. Okay, well, yeah, like, the team providing the players changed, But other than that, the game day experience is still the same. The front office is still the same. I had people ask, does this mean the MLB is going to be selecting minor league baseball broadcasters, radio announcers? No, this is that will still be picked by the minor league front office. The minor league front office, the, these minor league teams will still be owned individually. They're not going to be taken over by Major League Baseball in this process. This is taking over Major League Baseball, handling the operations in that Minor League Baseball St. Pete and that league president in all the 16 different leagues have done in the past.
1: Right. I mean, you gave an example that sounded suspiciously like the Carolina Mudcats which since I've been at BA, I've been Indians and Braves and now Brewers. And I remember there were
0: Reds also, and they were, uh, yeah, you know. You've
1: been at BA longer than I have. Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, But nothing has changed about the game day experience except maybe some of the promotions that they do. Like I could not imagine the Braves uh, version of that team putting out the Brewers-themed alternate uniforms that they've had the last couple of years, which, and I will say as an aside, are the best alternate uniforms I have seen in my 15 years dealing with the minor leagues. I actually have a jersey and a hat in my closet, and I don't own jerseys, ever. So again, kudos to whoever came up with that, because they are incredible. Hey, happy. Yes, the micro-brews. That's one of the best puns I've ever heard. The designers, slick. Everything worked about it. Grand Slam, home run, give them all the prizes, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's a, a ray of sunshine in a very, very cloudy 10-day forecast. Um, you know, one thing we are also going to be talking about is and so that. Before
0: we do that, though, I do want to jump in and say we have to stop for a moment for our sponsor's message, because I do want to remind you that it's still summertime. It's ending up, but it's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At MyBookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. You can bet the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, now the NFL, and then some. The craziest sports summer of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code America. That's one word, Baseball America, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. How that works is you will receive 100% deposit match. You double your deposit up to $1,000. You put in $100, you get an extra $100 to play with. There are thousands of cross sports wagers, props, and parlays that await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. So now that we're back, Josh, as you've been reporting on, as you broke the news that, that Instructs are, are go, set up the Instructs can begin as early as September 18th. So they could, next Friday, we could be mm-hmm. talking a week from now about Instructs. I will say this right now, I'm going to make a prediction. A week from now on Friday, I don't expect that we'll be talking about games and Instructs.
1: I think you're maybe right, but I don't think it's going to be far off from that. Uh, I've heard of one team that is beginning two days after that. So uh, maybe not the 18th, but pretty close. Um, But finding teams uh, that are willing to do it is easy. But because this comes with increased costs this year, uh, you have to pay the players... uh, at whatever level you say they would be at, and I hope there's no fudging of that uh, for the time they're in Instructs. And these are going to be protracted Instructs uh, because they've missed an entire season of development. Um, you have to pay them for that. You have to pay for the testing. I think you have to pay for some kind of housing and food. So this is going to be a very costly proposition for each big league team.
0: Right. The estimates uh, I've heard is a is million dollars potentially.
1: Yeah, at which... You, know, you can look at it two ways major league clubs have a million dollars however major league clubs have gotten very little uh revenue this year outside of um television revenue so Most it is a which cost-
0: in the playoffs by the way
1: yes costly a costly proposition uh regardless um so you you will be seeing some of these guys who didn't get to do any developing this year uh, you know, they weren't part of the chosen few at the uh, the alternate sites. Get to do something, but, you know, if if we took a straw poll today, I would say thirty out of thirty farm directors would want to do this. However, thirty out of thirty owners will not. Um, I mean, I'm hearing. Oh no, okay. You
0: know, you, I'm just making that clear. That doesn't mean thirty owners will say no, but that means you won't find thirty that. Will right. Say
1: yes. I will not. It would not be unanimous. I mean, some are. That There are some who who have been waiting for this moment all of their lives and are ready to turn on the spigot right now and fund Instructs and bring as many players as possible and uh, within the parameters of the COVID-19 protocols. Other teams, it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you have to ask your parents for money, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and <laughs> you never know quite when. But this is going to be huge for some of these players you know if you are certain players you've been stuck at the team hotel because you couldn't go back to your home country so you've been you know in a Marriott for six months which you know uh, I think every baseball person loves Marriott properties but not six months of them
0: and Um, don't you say some of them may not be getting points which is
1: yeah I heard that they're not getting points baseball
0: person not getting Marriott points in a Marriott it sounds like the
1: that's a nightmare almost. from which you, you would want to wake very quickly. Um, but, yeah, there, there are going to be some things going on, and that's going to be great because some of these, these players who aren't at the alternate sites because of the way their teams were positioned for the expanded playoffs really do need development. There are high picks from last year's draft and from this year's draft who were not able to do anything outside of, you know, what they did as an amateur or at their local – Uh, ball field or you know kind of baseball development facility your driveline-esque facilities so it's going to be huge for some of these guys who were needed to take big steps this year but didn't get the chance to then you know normally about this time too we'd be talking about the Arizona Fall League and that doesn't seem as likely I haven't heard outright no but in one farm director I talked to said you know I haven't heard a word about it, which is as damning as you can have. Um,
0: Especially without, when normally we would have rosters by now, and we'd be very close
1: to opening day. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we'd, we'd be very close to open. I don't remember quite when it was, but it was sometime in mid to late September this year. Um, I know because I had the hotel booked. Uh, but uh, September eighteenth same yeah, so next Friday day so instructs.
0: Yeah. I, I feel confident in saying I felt confident in saying there will not be instructs games being played next Friday I feel way more confident in saying that there will not be Arizona Fall League games being played next Friday
1: no and that's you know if you listen to me on this podcast you know that's a that's a soft spot for me uh, Arizona Fall League if you told me that it was six months of Arizona Fall League I would sign up for that immediately because that's the best atmosphere in the country. Granted, it would be a lot hotter in the summer months than it usually is when I go down there. But whatever, you know, you you deal with that. Um, A a day at Salt River Fields or a day at Sloan Park or a day at Scottsdale Stadium is better than a day at most any any minor league park in this country. And I will stand by that. But it does not appear that that's going to happen this year. Not not an outright no, but not hearing a whole lot of yes either. that's one avenue that probably won't happen. And that would have been an extremely costly uh proposition as well. So if you're gonna send, you know, the same kids you would send to the Arizona Fall League to instructs, then what's the need for the Arizona Fall League? And if you're and if you're not gonna pony up the money to do instructs, well then you're certainly not ponying up the money for the Arizona Fall League. So uh know the the movie isn't out, the script's been written, I think. So Unfortunately,
0: uh, I think that you're right there, that that's, that's where we're headed on the Arizona Fall League. I hope that's not the case. You know, obviously, the other thing that we still could see this offseason is winter ball. Um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of opportunities. There may be less opportunities than normal for uh, for for U.S.-based players, because it does seem like that. If if you're a if you're a Dominican player who wants to play in the Dominican Winter League, I, it it sounds like it may be one of the most star-studded Dominican Winter League seasons potentially, health, you know COVID uh, allowing that we've seen in in a long time back to you know the years where it used to be that the the major leaguers would often play for a you know a decent decent stretch during uh, during winter ball.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's going to be interesting too there. Um, Let's see who gets in and who gets out and what what that looks like Um, and who can go where based on COVID. I I don't know. It's going to be tricky. But then there's another thing to look forward to that uh, a farm director mentioned to me, and that is the post-New Year mini camps that some teams have been doing in the past. And you know, he mentioned that those are still possibilities, you know, like the Giants last year, I think held one after the New Year at uh, Oracle park is that what it's called now um in san francisco that's where you know marco luciano got his first taste of that ballpark uh before summer camp this year uh, so you could see more of those um in play but uh it's, that's basically a, a longer version or a different version of instructs after the holidays um but teams and players are going to need to make up development time and they're going to need to make up development time in a hurry because there's you know if you've, you've heard any stories about the games at the alternate sites you know they're doing the best they can, but uh, Those it's aren't not real games, though. <laughs> no, they don't have enough players. They don't have you have um, coaches playing defense. These are sim games. Uh, you've got uh, catchers umpiring.
0: I mean, you say coaches playing defense. You have coaches playing defense, but you also have times where it's like, yeah, we don't have a shortstop or a third baseman. If you hit it over there, we'll just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll play old school, you know, in your backyard rules. Ah, that would have been an out.
1: Right. I mean, I I had one farm director tell me my my coaches have the range of Bartolo Cologne, which, not great. It's not what you want. Hey, and it's hey, not.
0: You're, you're, you know, Bartolo can you know, always surprise.
1: Bartolo Colon always surprises. Just it would be much more of a surprise to be surprised at shortstop. Um,
0: I'd love to see it, but yeah. Uh,
1: you know, so the the the, the competition they're getting there is not great, um, and it's certainly not the volume that you would get during a regular season you're gonna have weird uh jumps and, and peaks and valleys and innings and at bats from one year to another for guys and it's just another prong of what is a but just a terrible year for player development and for everything everywhere unless you are you know, jeff bezos or someone founded netflix or something like that those guys are doing well but other than that it's been um, the worst year in professional baseball that I can certainly remember. Um, that first time, I think, if I remember the press release, that no MILB at all has been played since 1901.
0: So, well, and, there, and there was MILB baseball every year before 1901. It just wasn't organized enough to say that it was minor league baseball, it was town ball. So, yeah, we've never, I mean, basically, since baseball was founded this is the first time that we've done this. And I think that, Josh, I, I, I think that you have a smoke alarm in the background there that needs to be better. Uh,
1: it, I think it just needs a personality check. It does that every so often, like once a month.
0: So Excess carbon monoxide, you're, you are know, you're,
1: you're, seeing. My hot takes are very hot is what it's telling me. Um, yeah.
0: But so, OK, again, we don't know finality on almost anything we're, we are working on this we have been you have been reporting hard because i know people want the answer to the question is my team playing instructs i we can't answer that question yet we've gotten a whole lot of answers of we hope so but we're waiting for final approval is that the fair way to put it
1: yeah yeah there's there's a couple of exceptions but i would say two of the 30 teams are i'm certain are going to be doing something uh very soon. But other than that, I've got a list of teams that are hopeful, a list of teams that are probably not, but certain, but maybe not a no. And then I've only heard of a couple like definite no's.
0: Even the definite no's aren't definitive enough for us to yet say. Report them, yeah. Right. But, okay, if you are going to take an educated guess, though, at this point, are we talking that 75% of teams will have Instructs, 50%? What's your thought?
1: I would say it's greater than 50. I'll, I'll put it that way. Like I, okay. I'm not, not sure it's 75, and I don't know what the, the difference is going to be between guys playing games with other teams or just intra-squads or well, yeah, whatever. I mean, uh,
0: again, the other thing that is an option here. So
1: let, let I, I me say let say... Yeah,
0: go ahead.
1: Let me say this. The two teams that I am... A hundred percent sure, are playing. Do not need to travel to play one another. Uh, but, they are on the okay. same campus.
0: But 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 here's the thing. There's also the option teams can play it at their spring training complexes, Arizona or Florida. Mm-hmm. Or teams can do it at their alt site once the alt site effectively is shut down, which is really, you know, the season is sep- wraps up September 27th. So the alt sites aren't gonna be going on for much longer. That said, if you you decide to do this at your alternate site, it almost immediately rules out the idea of playing other teams. If you play in Arizona, you play in Florida, it's much more likely that you will play other teams in, and if you wanna turn this into like a mini minor league season to get your pitchers and position players game-like action, That's much more likely to happen if you're doing it at your complexes than it is at an all site, right?
1: Right. Um, You know, in the Northeast, they're clustered as such that, you know, if the Yankees and Phillies wanted to hold theirs at the all site, that's Lehigh Valley and Scranton, which already play each other infinite amounts of times during the regular season.
0: Yeah, but even then you're still talking more travel than Clearwater Tampa,
1: correct. Um, I've heard of a couple teams that are scheduled to shut their alternate sites on the 18th. Which uh, kind of tips their hand a little bit, I think, but not enough that I'm willing to call their bluff. If I can possibly make a poker metaphor, I'm not I'm not a gambler. But <laughs> um, and there's there's clues out there. There's a lot of tea leaves, but there's not enough to make tea. If if you continue my metaphor train. Um, but where I'm texting people, I'm being very annoying to a lot of people, I imagine, uh, and I'm getting a lot of conflicting information. Like I heard one team one day say, okay, we're hoping to do it for about six weeks. And I heard two days later, someone else told me that team did not get front office approval and will not be doing it at all. So, and I, I don't know. Next know.
0: week, you may hear, no, we're back on.
1: Oh, no, and next week, we we'll maybe hear the coronavirus is gone forever. And bam, let's just start this all up. That's where we are at this point. But... Um, it's going to be kind of a wild goose chase until, you know, a, a week from today, uh, when we are going to have potentially teams starting to play, or at least, you know, down there getting heights and weights and all sorts of good stuff done. I've heard of team of players, you know, getting ready to fly into whichever site to you know, do their intake, probably t- test it, get quarantined for a little bit, do all that good stuff. And then it's off to the races and... And the best part about this, too, or one of the best parts about this, too, is the professional scouts can actually go to these games. Um, The caveat is you can bar pro scouts from your facility, but if you do that, then your pro scouts can't go anywhere else. They have to just sit on the bench regardless. And as you've known from previous podcasts, pro scouts this year have been more or less confined to their couch, if not worse this year. Uh, If if they're lucky enough, if they're part of the unlucky groups that have been furloughed or laid off. these guys not. can actually go watch games in person.
0: And th- this is probably the perfect place to end this with me ranting a little bit on this, which is is that, so we didn't have Pro Scouts in parks, big league parks, or outsides, but especially you know, in, not in either in the lead up to the trade deadline. But I would say it's as significant and as important that right now, as we are sitting here Two weeks away from the end of the regular season, the start of a 16-team playoff system, that scouts are not allowed in the park. Mascots are, but scouts are not.
1: Some teams are adding scouts.
0: mascots. You know, and again, I saw the was that a D-backs rat or whatever. You know, that yes, one. that's
1: that's Rat Leon, which is a bad pun. I'll split the two words, rattle on.
0: Right. But whatever, like I, I, you know, I've seriously had scouts like I would dress up as a mascot to be able to scout. But I just want to point out, there are things, the value of finding something as an advanced scout that can help your team win a game in the playoffs can really arguably be numbered in millions of dollars. Not it's worth a couple of bucks here or there. Like, the value of if that means the difference between advancing to the World Series or not and what that means for a franchise. But also on top of that, the fact that this is a sport and we play to win the games and that matters. There are things that you can pick up as an advanced scout that you cannot pick up on video. You know why? Because you don't have video pointing everywhere at all times. Video understandably follows the ball. It follows the batter. That's where the video is generally pointed. Or if not, it's at such a wide shot that you can't pick up those little, very minute things that may be the difference of, for instance, uh, a fielder who's tipping because of the way he sets up differently from pitch to pitch and he knows what pitch is coming. Or, you know, again, especially a pitcher, like you catch something, you know what, sometimes these scouts, and like, they'll, they'll, the first five or six times are like, why do I know that that's a changeup? And then they figure it out. Now, some of that you can pick up on video. But there are things like looking at how they outfield, what the outfielders are doing, looking at what the fielders are doing. A, a variety of these things that you simply cannot pick up on video that are, there are advanced scouts, there are pro scouts who would, as I've tweeted, would earn their yearly salary by the insights they would gather by being in the park over the next you know, few weeks. And I've had them tell me, like, I've had scouts tell me, oh, yeah, I could, I, I know I helped win a game, you know, in the playoffs a few years ago because of this thing I saw. Like, you, there, there's a lot of that. And that's not going to be, that's not being allowed this year. And, and that does, that does, you know, that's, that's disappointing because, again, this is Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball playoffs. The season does still count. And I, I just wish that everyone, as best, as safely as we could, would be allowed to do their job.
1: You know, you, you said something in the course of that rant, you know, you, you called back to you play to win the game. And I think you can encapsulate a lot of the problems in our game right now by saying that there are or is a group of owners who do not play to win the game. They play to balance the checkbook or to maximize profit. And that's really it. The... The, the numbers on their, their financial ledger at the end of, their, end of the year are more important than the numbers in their team's standings in the division and whether or not they advance to the playoffs or win a title. And I don't think there's a whole lot of people who can flat out refute there is a group of owners that think that way. And it's sad.
0: I'm, I don't know owners enough to know. I mean to be honest, I, I that may be true, that may not. I, I don't know. I don't know balance sheets when it comes to MLB owners because I know that MLB owners legitimately are losing a significant amount of money this year.
1: Oh, for that sure. Said, for this.
0: They're they also own billion dollar franchises. You know, if you if you lose some millions, but you've gained five hundred million valuation over you know a course of time, it's it, it's it's a little easier to take. But all that being said, I just look at it and say, uh, I don't, maybe I'm missing something. I've asked a lot of people and I haven't heard an answer that refutes this. I don't think that adding pro scouts into empty stadium seats is going to add to the risk of a coronavirus outbreak. And I say this partly because I know that there are pro scouts in seats at independent games with fans around them and it hasn't led to massive coronavirus outbreaks. So, you know, that's my, my rant to, to wrap this up. So we, we will be obviously continuing to cover everything that's happening in the minors. You know, it's going to be a busy few weeks uh, coming up because whether there's a deal or not a deal, there's going to be a lot going on in minor league baseball and the minor league baseball for 2021 and beyond.
1: So we will be covering that. And then uh, well, guess what's next? Well, prospect season.
0: Yeah, we've got prospect season coming up, but we'll also have, you will be staying on top of, we hope next week to have a list of here are the teams that are having instructs, and when it starts, here are the teams, that I guess also where they're having those instructs, and here are the teams who are not having instructs. And so we hope to have that next week. We've been working on that for 10 days now, and we're, we're getting closer to being able to answer that, we think.
1: I hope so, we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Uh, but, for you know, we got a lot of other stuff going up at BaseballAmerica.com. As always, we thank you to our subscribers because you are the ones who allow us to do what we do. And if you're not a subscriber, you can go to BaseballAmerica.com right now. Click on the store, and you can join the, uh, those, the, 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 the loyal, the ones who are not only getting a lot of great content you're getting a lot of great content if you are a subscriber of baseballamerican.com, but also ensuring that we continue to do a lot of what we would think of as, in baseball terms, important stuff, like this reporting that we're doing on the minor leagues. This is important stuff. There are not a whole lot of outlets out there doing this. And so we want to continue to do this the way we do. And again, we thank you. That's what has allowed us to keep rolling on throughout this coronavirus pandemic as we have. We also want to remind you that the Baseball America podcast is sponsored by my bookie. So for Josh, I'm JJ. So long, everybody.